Welcome to the Present and Sober podcast with your hosts, Sam Goldfinch and Ellie Crow. If you want to make your life bigger, not smaller, then this is the podcast for you. If you can sense that you're destined for more and you're curious about how drinking could be holding you back, listen in and come on this journey with us. Through the interplay of mind and body practices, we will help you elevate your daily life and discover the wonder and potential of going alcohol free. Let's make life bigger together. Happy New Year, lovely people. How on earth is it 2022? I mean, it's amazing. Crash, bang, just like that. And uh, this episode is all about looking back at 2021, looking forward to 2022. And me and Ellie wanted to do something a bit different. So we thought we'd do just that. It's a bit random. We, we cover a number of different topics, but we had a lot of fun recording this one. And look, something amazing happened on New Year's Eve. Um, we hit 100,000 downloads, which is something that me and we, yeah, we couldn't have dreamt that when we started this podcast about half a year ago. So we just want to extend a huge thank you it's a massive privilege um, that we get to make this and uh, put the time and energy into it and knowing that it's received at the other end brings us so much joy so thank you so much for that and uh, as I say happy new year if you haven't already be sure to go and have a look at the live alcohol experiment this naked mind that has just started it's not too late to join me and ellie are both in there rocking the lives having loads of fun there's so many cool people in there asking so many awesome questions and what an amazing gift to give yourself just to have an experiment um in and around taking your power back from alcohol what a great way to start the year okay without further ado i will hand you over to us for the first episode of 2022 Sometimes I'm so glad that I'm on this journey with Ellie because if we weren't, I don't know, sometimes things just wouldn't make sense. Some things just wouldn't make sense. There'd be intros connected to episodes that shouldn't be connected to each other. <laughs> There'd be, and I mean, I'm sure, hopefully this is reciprocated. Hopefully there's something every now and again that I raise that you're like, thank God Sam was here to notice that. But yeah. 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 But also, um, if you didn't have me, you might not have had to record that intro five times <laughs> from earlier on. There is well, that. I, was, I was the one that put a swear word in between in someone's name, <laughs> oh, God, which isn't fair, is it? <laughs> it's just not fair. It depends um, how sweary they are. Well, that's a lovely way to start this episode, though, mm. all about, you know, it's January. We're, it's, it's, we want to celebrate all this awesome stuff that's gone on over the last year and you know, how grateful we are for this journey and all the rest of it. So yeah, that's it. Like, wicked, happy, mate. bloody, new effing year. There Woo! you go. Yeah, that's so good. That's so cool. <laughs> mm. So we were going to reflect back a bit. We were going to go back in time just a little bit uh, to a year ago. <laughs> what, this what, is, you doing? what was what? I doing a year ago? Well, well, let's frame it. This is one of those ninja things where we're like, we're going to show you a cool tactic thing that can make you feel really good about stuff by actually doing it. So mm. we're going to, we, you might've heard us talk about how, you know, we all, we often have to-do lists. We've all got those and maybe we don't actually, I think when they do the, there's something like only 3% of people sort of consistently set goals. Um, Is that and, right? Yeah. Something like that. The stats are like, it's something like between three and 8% of people. And of those people, they are, you know, I can't remember what the stats are, but of those people that do set goals, they are much, much more likely to accomplish those those sort of things that they want to do. Makes sense to me. But, you know, we, we you've heard us talk about how it can be really powerful to reflect on how far you've come and the thing that things that you've achieved, because a year is a weird length of time. It can feel like really like, like nothing and, and like a really long 
length of time in the same you know in the same instance and so yeah we're going to do that we're going to like and we're going to have a bit of a reflection and then maybe a little bit of a consideration of what might come I don't know we'll see how we go but what did you ask me Ellie where was I a year ago yeah and then you ignored me (laughs) (laughs) I thought we had to do some stuff to let the listeners know what we're on about that's good Um, top framing this year this year one year ago I was recently in my flat just moved into a new flat um had finished jolene's jolene park's awesome gray area drinking training um was still teaching had my business had my coaching stuff on the side so i had some clients on the side it was you know really busy because it was basically working two jobs and building things in the background and hustling hustling um i think it was probably around now that i interviewed for this naked mind maybe slightly earlier oh yeah Something like that. So I was in a having a chat to old Scott. Old Scott, yeah, that's Scott. Not, no, no, not like, you. you know what I mean. Not old as in that way. Old Scott, you know, OL. Old Scott. <laughs> it's going to be one of those ones. I think we're both like, have we lost it? I think we've, I think I might have lost it. Um, yeah. How about you? What were you up to? I was only bloody well coaching in the bloody live alcohol experiment, wasn't I? Um, I, yeah, I got my dream gig. So right about now, I was, what, what is the date today? You're just we need to, to scratch count. everything I said, because in my mind it was December. But it's not, is it? It's January. <laughs> it's January. I just made a list of things that just... were happening in December. It's pretty close to what was going on in January. Well, yeah. Yeah. It's but the actual date, I mean, thing. do you want to know the actual date that we're recording well, this? Only because, the time travel only because I know. So it's the 4th. It's, today is the 4th of January. And One I coached, time. I coached on uh, the third and I, and I just know that because I loved the days that I was coaching. It were, um, as anybody that's been to the, the live alcohol experiment will know, each day has a theme um, and, and I didn't get sex day. So I was very happy. And <laughs> I bet I've got sex day. I haven't even checked. Yeah. Have what do you, you haven't checked? You haven't checked. I haven't oh. checked. No, I don't think you've got sex day. Okay. I, I definitely haven't got sex day because I'm now day one. But anyway, I, I was coaching. My first day of coaching the live alcohol experiment was day three. And, and I really loved the, the subject matter for my regular days. Uh, so where, where was I? I uh, I'd rounded up on a year alcohol free in the December. I'd gone through that weird period of dealing with the grief mm-hmm. from uh, the delayed grief from my father's death. So my father died on the 2nd of January. And so that was 20 years, which just felt like this most enormous amount of time. And, and the scary thing today is that he has been gone from the physical body uh, in terms of my lifetime longer than he was there if you understand what I mean. So <laughs> that's kind of what I'm dealing with at the moment. Um, so I was, I was kind of dealing with that. I'd finished up the grey area drinking with Jolene where we'd met. And I remember you getting in touch with me to ask about the training with this naked mind mm. and what, what, what I thought about it. And uh, I had, I was coaching mainly one-to-one. I don't think I'd done any groups at that point. Absolutely loved coaching one-to-one as I still do now. 
and uh yeah I got my dream gig of the live alcohol experiment and I was just like I, I was um happy as a pig in shit <laughs> are you gonna say Larry then like, nah, <laughs> no. screw Larry Sorry, Larry. Larry, I was like, I was like picking shit, and it was, and it, it was just great because it was for me probably the scariest thing that I could have signed up for. So when I did the coach mm. training with this naked mind, I remember one one particular day I was so you have content that you need to get through specific training videos, and I was listening to this training on the way to a baby sing and sign class with my littlest one. And I'm driving along, consuming the the information. And it was Scott. It was Scott talking. And it was about fear. And it was about leaning into discomfort, all this growth mindset stuff around, you know, how you you have to you have to lean in, right? If you want to grow, you've got to uh, expand your comfort zone, push yourself out of your comfort zone. And um as I got out of the car, he said something like, well, of course, it's never going to feel comfortable when you're walking up to your computer to do a live in front of thousands of people. And I remember just getting this visceral, like, pang of anxiety in my stomach, like, there is no fucking way I'm ever doing that. No way. Like, I just could not imagine myself doing it. It's like, nope, no, too scary. Absolutely off, off the... um, what's the word off the radar I'm not doing it I'm flat out not doing that and then I carried on with the coach training so it was a big deal for me to sign up to do that because I was petrified of it I think um although I probably felt a bit I, I did feel differently I've done a lot of work by the time I did sign up for it but nevertheless it was a bloody scary thing to do and I was in the most wonderful group of coaches all of my best buddies were doing it with me and so it was a very supportive group we had a lot of fun as we were ramping up to it but there was a lot of nerves like the first time you go live in front of thousands of people in the alcohol experience a big deal right and uh, I remember talking afterwards in the mastermind and I said to Annie look I just I just want to thank you for providing us coaches with the opportunity to do that because I learned so much through the process but the biggest thing was pushing myself out of my comfort zone that I said to her this is the kind of thing that in the past to be able to get through it I would have either had to I'd have had to have had a drink or popped a Valium to be able to cope with it and uh and she said yes it's it's funny isn't it because when we take the edge off you take the edge off everything so yes you take the edge off the nerves but you also take the edge off the upside and the euphoria And so what I'd experienced there was this just wonderful, heightened, like I'd never, I'd never felt nerves like it, but equally I'd never felt euphoria like it. Coming out the other side of something like that, thinking, fucking did it. Yeah. And it was awesome. And it was, it was such good fun. Uh, So that was a big theme for me was this like, I'm I'm now saying yes to things that I never thought I'd say yes to. And putting myself in positions that feel extremely uncomfortable, but learning quite quickly that it's 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 quite addictive, right? It's quite addictive to wanna keep on keeping on. Yeah. You learn <clears throat> at a really um 
sorry, I was laughing before because I was like, it just reminded me, I was like, oh, I'm actually really glad that my lives are at three o'clock in the afternoon this time around because I might actually get some sleep because the last one I did in November, I finished at like nine or 10 and I was just like, I couldn't sleep, yeah, wired. Yeah. Um, so hopefully by by bedtime, I'll be able to get to bed. But you learn, this comes up a lot. I talk about this a lot, but when the more you experience these things, you learn that up until the event, you live in the experience of your thinking. It's not predictive of what the thing is going to be like. And then when you get there and you experience the actual event and you're like, wow, that was like amazing. And there's something about doing things live that's particularly, oh my God, for people, um, you know, because you feel as if there's no room to maneuver. You know, if you're recording a video, that's freaky enough as it can be just getting on camera. But, you know, when something is live, you're kind of like, oh my God. Um, but by the same token, you get, all of these like amazing, I don't know, feelings from it of like, it's actually happening. You, get, you kind of get this like really wonderful um, experience of being there and connecting with people. And it's just lovely. It's so fun. So that's amazing. I think, it, I think it's mad to reflect on the fact that we hadn't even a year ago today, I, you know, we hadn't even spoken about putting a podcast together. No. No, we hadn't. I mean, that that really was probably, I don't know, April, May time we started talking about that. It might have even been a little bit less than that. Because I'd wanted to, I'd done a few episodes with my mate over lockdown messing around with, with podcasting and we'd had a lot of fun. We kind of just did some episodes that friends were listening, listening into. Um, and I knew Ellie, so I said, sort of said to you before, from the moment that we met on um, on Jolene's training, I was like, oh, I've got to do some kind of collaboration with Ellie. And I can remember, I don't know when it was, but I can remember saying to my partner, Robin, um, I'm going to, I'm just going to ask Ellie if she wants to do a podcast. Like I want to do a podcast. I've wanted to do it for ages. Like I, I really think we're going to have a lot of fun. I'm just going to put it out there, see what happens. And, and here we are. And um, I don't know what episode this will be, but it will be, will it be 30 something? So just over half a year. Yeah, it's worth in terms of weeks um and that's crazy to me that's mad to me and and sometimes we can really feel like i don't know six months when we're to talking about in terms of like stopping drinking and things like that it can seem like this overwhelming like thing that we're gonna that we're gonna need to accomplish and if only if only i could get that and the, wow you know but it 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 will happen you know, you will, whatever's going on, wherever you are on the journey, you'll get there. And there's ways that you can speed it up and there's people that you can talk to and things that you can take part in that will really help you. And the, and the alcohol experiment is, a, I would say for most people, a brilliant way of, it's a great catalyst for all that, but it will come. And um, yeah, it's a bit mad, isn't it? To think what's happened in a year. Yeah, so much. Like I, 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 uh... I mean, going back to going alcohol-free, like I could never have imagined what would happen and how my life would look today. So it, it's such a, like, you don't have to think about that. When you make the choice, it's it, it's much more acute. It's like, you know, I just want to feel better. Could I feel better? Yeah, hell yeah, I can feel better. And you start to then say yes to things and say no to other things and then life starts to to change and the all of the exciting stuff opens up and I think we we're fortunate in that when you go through coach training as we did 
in those two groups, so with Jolene and then with This Naked Mind, there, there are a couple of things going on there. One, that you have community and connection with people. By default, you are in groups with people that are very much like you, that want to do the kinds of things that you want to do, like a podcast. And so, and, and, and it's like a bonus that you're learning coaching methodology alongside one another because you get to coach each other. So you're getting, you're getting coaching, you're getting community and connection. But particularly because of the way that Annie and Scott teach, they recognize that mindset is the biggest part of it in so much as we'll hear them say a lot about your business will grow as fast as the owner grows and it's so true and so there's a big emphasis placed on your own personal growth and that doesn't stop at the end of the coach training it very much is a theme throughout the mastermind so it's like when you when you sign up for it and when I signed up for well I'm going to do the alcohol experiment and then there I am coaching in it you you, you want to do more and more. And so that, like, I, I came out of the live alcohol experiment and people wanted something else from me. So I created a group coaching program. And that was wonderful. I enjoyed that so much. So I then got, right, well, I love one-to-one coaching. I love group coaching and I love coaching the live alcohol experiment. And so I'm away doing those things. Then... I really liked speaking. So it's like, and at this point in time, we didn't have the podcast. So I was then going and finding opportunities to tell my story elsewhere. So I got a little gig on BBC Radio Cambridgeshire and I went and talked to that. And I mean, again, that was terrifying going and doing that. First time I'd gone on live radio to talk about my story and drinking and women in, in lockdown. So that was something that happened. And you know, all of these things, you just, you just grow with every example and then you want to do more and then you go and find the next thing. So when you came to me to talk about the podcast, it was just, the timing was ideal because from midway through the training with Annie, she'd said about find your medium. And I knew, I knew I wanted to do a podcast, but I, I didn't have the, um, I just didn't have all of the resources that I needed to be able to get it going under my own steam. And so when you came to me to ask about it, it just seemed like, well, yeah, it's absolutely bloody obvious because we have so, so much commonality and so much in common, so many similar things that we're interested in. It just felt very, very natural. And we've been able to arrange ourselves in such a way as we play to our strengths, right? And we were laughing earlier on about, well, you've got this thing and I've got that thing. And so it kind of, it, you know, it, it, it works. And if you think about what we've been able to do in what's a relatively short space of time, I was telling you about people coming up to me at the, at this event and I oh, oh, listen to your podcast and, and it's like, wow, you know, we're really helping people. And it's, it's just a phenomenal creation. And we, we did it. We did it. We did it. Well, I mean, we're doing it. This is, I mean, this is what opens up when you insight and wisdom 
and, and clarity and, you know, new thinking and all those amazing things are available to everybody. They are your birthright as a human. And often we cloud them with things like alcohol or even just mm. lots of stories and thought. And, and in many of us, we have this story of like, um, oh, yeah, well, you can do that because it's easy for you or you know, I used to sit there and think, well, obviously this person can like create a, you know, a podcast or because, you know, they've got all this stuff that I don't have and, and all the rest of it. But six years ago, I was sat in a mess, um, not doing well at all, emotionally disconnected. Like I could sense that there was something there, but this is really just testament to like one foot in front of the other. And then as, as waves come, as, as things come and knock, it's like just say yes so like when the opportunities come it's like yes okay yes i'll do that it scares the living shit out of me but i I don't know what's going to come next podcast yes coaching yes or it might be different like if for me it was tiny so you gotta remember like for, for i think for me it was probably like a week away from alcohol yes yeah read this book yes opportunity cut you know and and you just follow that that line that like chain of events and Sometimes you just sort of, uh, you, you feel like you're fumbling around in the dark, but that's the thing about like planting seeds is that it's not linear and uh, you have to go on the journey a bit. And if you, if you're lucky enough, which we all are to like have people come up in our lives that we can collaborate with and riff with, it's great because you get to like remind each other of all that, that insight and creative potential and, and everyone's got it. Whoever's listening to this, like everyone's got it. So that's it like it's even if things are really shit acutely shit in this moment it doesn't mean that in a very short space of time relatively you can't be in a be inhabiting a completely different reality Mm. um and you only have to spend some time in any one of the groups that like the this naked mind facebook group or the private alcohol experiment group or our group and to see this play over time and time again Mm. where you hear somebody's story from where where they were and you know within a short space of time like everything has changed everything basically every guest we've ever had on the podcast Mm. Mm. you know it's like relatively like in terms of like how long we may have been like going through the patterns or the cycles things when they when they change they they change quick very often Mm. but i think a big part of this and again it this is through and through this naked mind is grace grace and compassion because you have to be able to hold yourself gently (laughs) through the process particularly when you are pushing yourself out of your comfort zone when you're doing things that you haven't done before where you I I always remember did you when you were training did Annie talk about the little bird on the branch and the little bird on the branch kind of hops out a little bit and sticks its little head out and it's like oh it's a bit scary I'll tell you what I'm going to hop back in again I'm going to going to go back to the safety of the tree trunk for a bit and and that's good right because you've gone out and you've had a little look and you'll go back out again. And the next time you might hop a little bit further along the branch. Like it's no bad thing to, to retreat sometimes. Sometimes we need that. Um, so it's, it's really important to have compassion, 
for yourself and your human tendencies. And what I see in my clients and what I, I talk, and I feel like I've been talking about this a lot recently, is looking at progress over perfection. Mm. So where you set out to achieve certain things or to, uh, to change something in your life, then it's really important to recognize when you are achieving that thing, when you are doing that thing and looking at, it's, it's like a tipping of the scales as opposed to the one time you revert to your old type, the one time you go that, you know, the old route, the old pattern, the old paradigm, that you don't let that consume you. You don't let that, it's like throwing the baby out with the bathwater. You know, you don't let that be, because human tendency is, right, you're going to dwell on the one time. The one time it's not gone the way that I wanted it to. The one time that I've um, not performed in the way or not shown up in the way that I wanted to. And it can be so tempting, but that's so undermining. Whereas if you can look at progress over time instead of perfection, because perfection doesn't exist, right? It's a construct again. We were just talking about that, and it's like, yeah, and it and it stops us. It it stops us from putting one foot in front of the other. And you know, often when you look at people who are kind of like successful in the terms of like we have these stories about them, it's kind of like, oh, well, they were an overnight success. Well, every time you talk to someone who's an overnight success, it's like, well, this overnight success took ten years, <laughs> and then suddenly there was an overnight success when you go looking behind it. And often, when people are almost always when people are better at something than we are. It's because they failed more at it yeah. because you learn so much from failing. And um, like I've, I've spoken about this a lot, but if you want to learn a language, the person who makes the 20,000 mistakes will, will be fluent quicker than the person who's doesn't want to do that because they're, they don't, they don't want to be, you know, for whatever reason, but actually in understanding that, um, that can really make them a lot less scary. And even in the, in the middle of some stuff, you can be like, you know, you can find some equanimity in the middle of it because you, you know, wow, you know, I'm learning from this. My, the, I, the reason that I became a good teacher was because of car crash lessons. It was lovely to have a lesson every now and again where someone was like, well, that was bloody perfect. Well done. Woo. And you're like, yeah, that was great. I feel so good. Like, but actually the ones where I learned the most were the ones where it was just a, like a bomb. <laughs> it's like sugar on earth happened there. Um, and that's because you get to look at it and be like, wow. Hmm. Okay. Like now I can see, I can get some like actual, like a perspective on that and learn from it and move forwards and, and, you know, aim to not make that mistake again. Um, and then it's not a mistake. It's funny, like all these words, like you know, that's the thing, fail forward, basically, isn't it? Fail forward. Yeah, it is. It's fail forward. And it, like, I've just got this vision in my head of like all these kids in your lesson and they leave and you're like, ah, oh, and, and they just go about their day. Oh, mate, the, that's because, so, so true. Because <laughs> nothing's any different. It was <laughs> like, fine. <laughs> they had no idea because most kids have no idea. They're like, they don't know what they're learning. Like the thing is in our mind, we're like, oh my God, did they learn anything? All oh, they're like half of one was thinking about a sausage roll. The other one was thinking about this, this game's great. The other one was like, oh, like I didn't bring my PE kit and old, old Mr. Brown's going to like be angry at me. Like, that's the thing, you know, like you say, like, it's not even that these things even exist in the way that we believe they do. 
And, and I'll tell you what's a bit been a really interesting thing in this line of work. A lot of what we do is recorded, right? Whether it's uh, coaching in programs or whether it's uh, like the lives and uh, podcasts, podcasts, and what else is recorded? There's all sorts of stuff that gets recorded, um, and you can often think, "Oh, fuck off." fucking well fuck that right up like it's often <laughs> well I'll think and uh and then I'll I'll Marco Polo a friend and I'll go oh fuckity fuckity fucked it all up haven't I and they'll go oh no you haven't it's fine go and watch it back <laughs> or go and listen to it back and it's like the last thing that you want to do the last thing that you want to do is go and visit the crime scene <laughs> <laughs> and watch it back and um, you, your brain tries to tell you not to, and then you go and do it. You go and watch it back, and it's fine. And actually, sometimes it's quite good, and it yeah. often it's better than you thought it was going to be. So Sometimes they might turn out to be like some of the most listened to episodes. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Well, it's funny because there, were, there was one episode, in fact, we were talking about it earlier on, and... I remember after we recorded it and I thought, oh, oh, and I felt a funny kind of way about it. And I said to you, what happens when you hang out with me for an hour sometimes? (laughs) Oh, God. I asked you to send it to me so I could listen back to it. And uh, when I listened back to it, I was like, fucking hell, that was really good. There's some awesome stuff in there. So it's it. But it's just so interesting how the mind works and how you kind of can get pulled into this perception of how it is and then before you know it it's span into a whole story you've predicted the entire future of what's happening it's it's crackers and you live in an experience of your thinking i know i keep saying this but it's how it's how it works like we our feelings are telling us about thought in the moment they're not telling us about that thing that happened or that thing out there they're telling us about our perception of it and the story we have of that thing um, which is weird because it means life doesn't work the way you think it works. <laughs> it's weird. It's cool. But we like weird. That's why we're all here. We like the weird. Um, like the weird. We like the weird. Um, so where, where are we going next time? Because I also, I made a rookie error and I forgot to look at the clock when we started recording. I can look now for you. It's um, it's quarter four. Well, that means nothing to me. I don't know when we started. Oh, yeah. So you that, mean? Neither do you. I don't think it matters. I don't think our listeners are going to judge us. I think it's going to be fine. Like maybe we've been talking for three and a half minutes. Then they might think this is weird. Yeah, they, but I think be we've weird. been talking for longer than that. If you were going to have a guess, how long would you say you think we've been talking? I reckon we've been chatting for about twenty <laughs> twenty four minutes. This is like one of those really rubbish sweepstakes. Well, anyone who's like, watching can like look at how long far through the episode this actually is and be like, bloody hell, he's spot on there. That's that's clever. I'm going to guess 34 minutes. Right. If you so, figure it out, get in the Facebook group and come and tell either me or Ellie that we're closer. How many did you say? 34? 34. Oh, you're well out. Yeah. Well, who knows? Neither of us know. Well, I don't, but, but you have a you have like a perception of the movement of time regardless yes, of do. whether you're looking at a watch or not and um 
And it's to do with, uh, oh, I was listening to somebody chatting about this. Oh, I'm going to, have to I, I don't want to, I, I don't want to say it all wrong, but it's really, it's fascinating. That's cool. Is in like your perception of how, how quickly time is moving or not? Yes. And, it's interesting. And you, and you can affect it. Yeah. That's funny. Cause actually a few times I've, I've tested myself. This is a weird thing. You know, you do weird things. It's one of those weird things that I've done in the past. I sort of, I've, I've known the time that I've like left the house or something, but I, but I'm clueless as to what time it is. And I've challenged myself to try and figure out how much time it feels like has passed. And I'm quite good actually at being like, yeah, I think it's been about 25 minutes. Um, which I don't know why I've brought that up, but it just made me think of that. What a strange thing. But are you saying that can be affected? But well, we'll have to like talk about yeah, that. Yeah, it's it, it's it's basically something along the lines of like if you are so that they measured uh, they had people um guess how much time had elapsed mm. and they were in a state of like say um dopamine dominance, like they they were high in dopamine. Mm-hmm. And so when you're high in dopamine the passage of time is, let me get this the right way around, shorter. So they felt that, oh my God, this is like, I'm, this is already scrambling my brain, trying to explain it. The, we'll, the, come, we'll, we'll loop back around, but they felt like less. They felt that the passage of time was less right. than it. No, hang on. Oh, I think I'm getting it the wrong way around. I'm going to loop back on this. Right, I definitely want to talk about this. It's really interesting, fascinating. It's absolutely um, what you'd call a tangent, though, isn't it, that we're in right now? Yeah. And there was something else I was going to talk about, and I've forgotten what it is. Uh, so we, might have, we might have to chop out some of this. This is the perimenopausal moment happening as we speak. What were you talking about a minute ago? Leave it in. Oh, do you know? Do you know? Do you know, what I was, do you know? Do you know? What I was thinking about. I was thinking about our other sweepstick, which is when are you and I going to meet? Oh yeah. Are we deciding now on air? Is that a question or is it a sweepstake? I think I mentioned setting it up as a sweepstake. Right. Okay. Well, for people to guess when we were actually going to meet. Yeah. Well, we can do that. (laughs) Well, let's. I mean, we'll have to, yeah, I don't know. We might have, it's possible we could have met by the time this podcast comes out. How's that for weird? How, how's that going to happen? Or if I met you in between now and when this podcast comes out. <laughs> that's, 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 that's the fault of Jan, mate. That's not impossible. Well, it's Christmas. Wait, la, I mean, you know, I hear you, like it's unlikely, but I'm just saying it is possible. Yeah. I feel like this conversation has descended into us talking nonsense now yeah yeah shame on us <laughs> shame on us it's <laughs> all i can say um right let's get back on track sam what what do we want to what do we want to so you, you talked up front about this being tactical so <laughs> it's something that people can do well i just think like actually like sitting and saying to yourself okay you know what's happened over the course of the last six months or a year like where where am I how have things changed that can be a really interesting thing to sit and reflect on because a year is one of those strange lengths of time where you know sometimes you think back and you're like whoa that feels like so long ago Christmas last Christmas feels like a really long time ago to me Mm. does it to you yeah it does 
I think that's probably because of how much stuff has happened in between last Christmas and now. I think also it can be powerful because you can, when you reflect on your novel experiences, the new things or the interesting things, you can see the power in them. And I think the more novel and more like exciting things that we invite into our life, that kind of feels like our, I think if we get stuck in doing the same things over and over and over again, we can get the experience that life is kind of speeding up. Mm. And I think the more novel things you bring in that can like give you, you know, it makes you feel like there's, there's different things coming in. I don't, I don't know. That's just how I feel about it. But reflecting on those things and actually noticing them is, is powerful, particularly at a, a time like we're going through at the moment where for many of us, like lockdowns and all this kind of time has been doing some really, really odd things the last few yeah. years. That's that is another really interesting thing that you point, that you bring up there, novelty, and that featured in that discussion about time perception. Well, my my th- this is the the I've done some. This is just purely my thought experiments and my guess at this. Um, I've noticed that in the periods of my life where I've done the same thing every day, alcohol included, time starts whipping by really really quickly. And I found that in lockdown at the beginning, it was novel. And then weeks just started shifting and passing because it was just like, felt like it was the same thing. But in inviting novelty in, yeah, it just feels like time passes more slowly. And I don't know, it kind of makes sense to me. If your brain is moving into habitual mode, maybe it's dealing with things differently or, and when you're a kid, everything's novel, right? So like when you're a kid, like there's so many new experiences and like everything's fresh, everything's new. And like, and when I guess when you're a kid, like a year feels really long, right? Because, like, but mm. now that could be because it's a large, obviously, when you're three, one year is a 33.3% of your life, right? So that would feel longer, makes sense to me. But I also feel as if there's more novel stuff. So that's one of the great things about doing something like going on an alcohol free journey is that you can bring more novelty into your life. Oh you God, can yes, actively do that. Yes, yes, 100%. A hundred percent. Yeah. Also, if you want the moment you realize where if you've gone on that journey and you realize that the present moment is all there ever is and you start bringing more of the present moment into your life, suddenly your life like times is by five in length, because when you're lost in your thinking all the time and you're lost in the future and the past, time whips by. But when you're in the moment here now, Mm. Time has a very different feeling to it because really the, the thing that's precious, Eckhart Tolle talks about this, we think time's precious. Well, time's like a construct. The thing that's precious is now, this moment now, and now this moment now. Um, so yeah, maybe, maybe that's the link. Maybe like when you, this is the thing, when you, when you reflect on what's happened in the last year or so, um, it just gives you some perspective on life. It makes you realize that how much you can do. Mm. Mm. and it's a great means of enhancing positive emotions so where i was talking earlier on about the 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 tendency to focus on the negative which is the primal thing Mm -hmm. we need positive emotion one because it feels better uh and two because you can then get into momentum so whatever you want to achieve you're more likely to achieve it particularly change based things if you do it with positive emotion and so taking an inventory 
is a really powerful way of recognizing all of the little things that mm -hmm. you have done, that you have accomplished, that you have learned. And even in a shorter time frame, it can be hugely powerful, whether you look back over, and particularly like in the early days of going alcohol free, if you're in the live alcohol experiments, a great thing to do is just to look over the last week, look at all the things that I've done. Oh my God, it's amazing. And, and not, and to not leave anything out. It's really, it's a really good exercise to have so many different things to celebrate. Um, there was a, and also just to, uh, there was a guy, I think it was Brendan Bouchard, I was listening to talking about how, you know, like all the sort of feelings of like stress and overwhelm and how we can kind of get into cycles of feeling shit about ourselves. It doesn't matter what you've achieved in the day, you'll feel shit about yourself because you focus on the stuff that you haven't done and the to-do list that still exists ad infinitum. And he has this tactic around when you journal. So he recommends like journaling at the end of the day. And at the end of the day, you do two things. One, you write down the inventory, the list of all of the things that you've achieved in the day, every single thing that you've done that day. So you can uh, tick them off and go, wow, God, that's amazing. Yay, yay me, yay me. And then the next day, uh, sorry, going into the next day, second part of your journaling is to plan what you're going to do the next day and that doesn't mean the whole to-do list that means realistically what are the specific things that you are going to do that day and not overextending yourself so that when you get to the end of that day you can look at your list and go fuck it hell yay i did all the things on my list i am awesome and that as a regular habit is is pretty powerful and you're more likely to get through the massive long to-do list that does you know we've all got one of these that sits in the background the the list of things that you know, it doesn't matter how fast you work through more stuff gets tipped in but to not have that hanging over you every day but instead to have this realistic uh, intention of well these these are the things these are the most important things of the day and then yay me at the end of the day when I achieve them. High five. <laughs> I mean, that's it. Like, it actually, to me, I don't think it matters that much how much you do or don't achieve. It's lovely to have those feelings, but it's the living with intention. It's the intentionality that's like the difference between that and having zero intentionality is, is huge. It's massive. Mm. Absolutely massive. And like journaling... I think as a tool is we've spoken about this before, but I think that's part of the magic is that when it's out on paper in front of you, you see it for what it is. You see it for this, for the story or the thoughts or the, for what they are. They know they're no longer like, and you, you sort of, the spell is broken. Mm. Mm. And it's sort of like Play-Doh, isn't it? It's like you decide what you're going to do tomorrow. It's up to you. Have you ever done Play-Doh with children? I mean... They mix, they mix all the colours up. I did, many moons ago, I did an early years professional status in, like, nurseries. So I used to do, like, all sorts of, like, yeah, scaffolding play and, like, setting up all sorts of weird sensory play and 
Yeah, all sorts of stuff. That, that feels I, like I, a while ago. I imagine that's very fun in somebody else's fun. environment. But in your own home, Play-Doh, crafting, and the kids want to get the crafting out. Oh, hell no. <laughs> and I love crafting, right? Well, not, not crafting. I'm a very creative person. I love painting and all that sort of And I, w- I was big into crafting as a kid. That gene has been passed down to the little crows. And my God, they love to craft. Have a mess. Oh, Oh. Yeah. So how do you Moms think we'll know exactly what I'm talking about with the fear of the craft box coming out, particularly yeah, particularly right before bed. No, hell no, I don't want to craft right before bed. <laughs> I mean, I hear you like I um I never as a kid I didn't like getting my hands dirty and things like that. It's like OCD, isn't it? But I was um you know, I felt the same stuff when I was setting these things up with the kids. They'd be like head to toe covered in stuff. And I'd be like trying to keep it <laughs> like I don't like it. Like it's like a, yeah, it's a, it's a thing. Um, and I think letting get like learning to let some of that go has been quite fun. It's, it's good. Maybe, maybe that when the first time we meet, I'll come round and I'll just craft. say to the kids, let's do loads of crafting. In somebody else's house. In your, in your nice little office thing that you've got rocking out. Oh my God. When, do you know what? Shall I tell you what the kids do when they come in here? See if you can guess what the kids do when they come into my office. Um, the foam roller. You have to get the foam roller out. What else? Roll around on that. Um, um, they get my yoga blocks out. They get out my little table. They basically build some kind of um, construct over here on my yoga mat. And so I'll be on a call with somebody and I've got Chester usually with very little clothes on building some kind of apparatus here, some kind of dangerous apparatus that he can then <laughs> launch himself off. That's usually what happens. Um, God love them. I'm not really sure how we're going to end this podcast. Oh, I'm doing my best. Wow. Well, <laughs> I look, it's, um, it's a good month for checking in with yourself. And being gentle with yourself all right so where where we were at was we were talking about intentionality and it's incredibly important but not in the way the usual way that people think of i must set myself a resolution for this year and i should do this and i should do that and i probably ought to do this and that and the other as well No, no, no we're not talking about that we're talking about how you want to feel yeah So thinking about that and you can, you can, and you should, you should, I don't say should, setting intention is incredibly powerful, but it shouldn't feel like you're, you're binding yourself. Does that make sense? Yeah. It it should feel expansive. I think every now and again well not even every now and again when you have clarity and you have an insight which is something like dude you got to do something about this drinking or it's time to build something new and exciting or you know tiny things like it's, it's time to read that book or when you have that insight and it's embedded in, in the deep knowing that 
that is a good thing for you on the path, like in a, in a wholesome sense. That's really powerful. And then one of two things will happen. One of them is like, I think I, I spoke about this the other day, but one of them is your mind will try and trick you out of doing that thing. Like your, your thinking will, at which point it's very easy to be like, mm, yeah, but I know this is what's right for me. You're not me thinking you're not, you don't necessarily, you know, and you can just wait for that thinking to pass and wait for a wave that picks you up to come and take you towards that thing. And the other thing is like in a moment of clarity, when you realize that like, oh, I think I need to change that because I feel as if it's time for that thing that I've evolved beyond it or I've grown beyond that thing. And then your mind tries to convince you or make you think yourself back into it. That's another signal. So yeah, it's like the intention thing and the moving forwards and the evolution and everything. Yes, it's true that pushing yourself out of your comfort zone can be uncomfortable and challenging to our ego and all that stuff. But in the moment where we feel like, yeah, that's it. Maybe you get like a vision of where you're going to be, like what, what you're going to be like when you're fit and healthy and running around the park. And, you know, those things come to you. You don't have to get all like hardcore with yourself and like carrot and stick and all that stuff. Mm. You can, it, like you said earlier, it can just be a water, like a nice knowing of like, yeah, that's, that's where I want to go. And you will get there. Mm. You will. The, the biggest thing is allowing that voice to become louder because I, I tuned that voice out. I turned the volume down on that voice and the voice of everybody else was very loud. I, I, I didn't listen. This is pre going alcohol free. I didn't listen to that inner voice because I didn't feel connected to myself and I didn't I, I was kind of running away from that person and I didn't trust myself in the way that I do now but if I can circumvent anything for anybody I'd like you to know that you are there's nothing wrong with you not a thing wrong with you you are absolutely whole and perfect just the way that you are and you know what's best for you always Yep. You are not broken. And, and that's the thing is that the voice of the intellect or the voice of an addiction or the voice of all these things can scream very loud. Mm. Interestingly, I'm not sure the voice of who you really are uses words always. It uses, yeah. there's like a knowing yeah. So like, you know when you say like, oh, I understand that intellectually, but then something drops and you're like, fuck, I know, I know, I know that now. I get it. Like that's the feeling. That feeling is, and the intellect will never wrap its head around that. So like that voice, that's the for the strongest time. You know, sometimes it might be, it might play out as a voice as well. But for me, it's a, more like a like you talked about that expansive knowing. Mm. There's there's always magic in that. Mm. Yeah, it's, it's very, yeah, you're right. It's, it's a, it's in the body and any kind of practices, like if, if you're listening to us thinking, what the fudge are they talking about? See how I censored myself there. Um, any kind of practices that where you can get grounded, where you can start to feel the energy body 
you'll you will get to the point where you think oh yeah I know what they're talking about now and oh I knew this all along actually it, it just might not be familiar right up front but you've got you've got everything that you need within you absolutely everything yeah it's a journey of coming home if you believed the way to find yourself was outside of yourself, you'd do that for the longest time. One of my um, one of my mentors once said to me, "You can't find something where it isn't." Mm-hmm. Doesn't mean you won't search for it if you believe it's there. Mm. And that's what a lot of us do with alcohol. That's what I was doing. I truly believed that alcohol was giving me clarity and confidence and all these things. And the moment I had an insight, the moment I realized, no, 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 that's not where they are. They're all inside of me. Suddenly it just did not make sense to do that to myself anymore. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's quite astounding just what comes from that clarity. When you remove alcohol, just what comes. I, I felt, professional discontent for so long it i mean it was it was pulling me under because i I could i knew there had to be more to life i knew that there was something else for me to be something purposeful but could i figure it out cognitively no and all the while i couldn't figure it out cognitively it undermined my confidence and my drive my motivation and I'd been searching outside of myself for years, for years, all the while with a bunch of story around, oh, I've pigeonholed myself into a certain vocation and industry and all the rest of it. And when I removed alcohol, within two to three weeks, I found what that purpose was. Just just like that. (laughs) Sounds like, um, was it Tommy Cooper? Just like that. Just like that. You're definitely too young for him. I know. I've um, sat and watched lots of, his, uh, lots of his. I mean, I'm pretty sure you're a bit too young for him as well. He's like, I was about to talk about when he because he died on stage, didn't he? That was a bit. Anyway, it's funny where your mind goes, but that's a that's a childhood memory thing. That yeah. like, oh, um, but yeah, just like that. So when when people ask me about, well. Uh, there's the, the, the something there's something and I just want to find what it is if you want to find what it is what you need is clarity and you need the uh, to, to tune out all of the external noise and the best way to do that is to have an experiment experiment with removing alcohol for a little while and see what happens you might be surprised Right, mate. Good point to uh, stop that one. I think a couple of t- couple of things I've got to go in and edit. But <laughs> we'll be like fine. A challenge. We'll be um, fine. Yeah. Um, so wherever you are, lovely people, awesomeness. Twenty twenty two. It's going to rock, and uh, we're we're so grateful that you're along for the ride with us, and uh, we're right there with you. Come and hang out. Come join the the Facebook group and and all those cool things. And I think. Well, you know, if we haven't already announced it at this point, there's there's some cool things that we've got coming up very very soon. So stay tuned for those things. And uh, yeah, thanks for 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 
all of the role that you've played in helping us um, build this awesome thing that hopefully is, you know, hopefully it's just going to keep growing. Um, we really appreciate the messages and the fact that you're listening and tuning in and spreading the word. And yeah, we love you all. It's fab. We do love you all. It is fab. And uh, we're just, we're very grateful to be, to be here and able to serve, even if it's a bit weird and wonky at times. Hey, that one, I think that one was a bit wonky. <laughs> right, hang on. See you soon, guys. Lots of love. So there we have it, lovely people, the first episode of 2022. Thank you for tuning in. And look, it's a new year, new, new start, all that stuff, right? So come join the Facebook group, keep tuning into the podcast, just remember that you know we're always moving forwards in everything we do and uh, reflect on your progress and give yourself a, a cheer every now and again because you deserve it you really really do okay awesome see you next tuesday and uh, i hope you have a fantastic week